Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 319. Uh, Talking Dead is coming back Sunday, February 10th. We are on immediately after the first airing of The Walking Dead, and it's going to be an hour long. An hour. Uh, which is good, because uh, we're actually going to get to ask more fan questions and have people in the, in the studio audience uh, ask questions. And, and this season's going to be really fun, because uh, they're not, Walking Dead's not shooting at the moment, so uh, we'll, we have the opportunity to get more cast members on, which was difficult at the beginning of last season, because... Uh, they were all working, so we'll see how it goes. But the first episode, Steve Young, uh, aka Glenn, and also uh, Kevin Smith. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a huge Walking Dead fucking party, and I'm just glad the show's back because I have not seen it yet, and I need to know what's going on with Daryl and Merle. I think about it sometimes, just in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I wonder what those two are gonna do. So finally, I will get to see the episode uh, this Sunday, and you will too. So tune in. I would like to thank uh, LegalZoom for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Say are you waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business or incorporate your dream business or form an LLC uh, maybe patent this stupid voice I'm doing right now. Uh, you can do everything uh, that you need to do on LegalZoom.com. Um, in the past 12 years, over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom for LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks, and, and more. They've saved hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Uh, and they have an online process guide to give you step-by-step instructions if you, if you need total customer support. Uh, they'll give it to you. They even have an attorney if you need it through some of their legal plans if you need to get walked through. And that's available in most states. So start your business and protect your family today at LegalZoom.com. You can also get a special discount from listening to this podcast. Enter Nerdist in the referral box to check out for more savings. LegalZoom, by the way, is not a law firm. You can get self-help services at your specific direction, or you can speak with a legal plan attorney to get your questions answered and get ongoing advice. LegalZoom.com. And now it's time for this episode. Our buddy TJ Miller uh, is back on the podcast. I love TJ Miller. He's he's an absolute joy to talk to. Just such a fun, sweet guy. And uh, and I always enjoy our it's You know, you don't really get to hang out with your friends as much when you get busier, and then they get busier. And so the podcast is really when we get to hang out with each other, which is fun, but also kind of pathetic. We should fucking make time to hang out with each other. But uh, TJ's great. And he has a new show called The Goreburger Show, which is uh, amazingly hilarious on Funny or Die. It's a... 
You know what? I'm not going to describe it to you. I will let you go watch it, uh, and you form your own your own image of what you think the show is. But it's a fucking awesome interview show. And uh, and now let's do this one. There's podcast number three nineteen with T.J. Miller returning. Oh, also listen to Cashing In with T.J. Miller and Cash Levy. It's a podcast. We produce it. The circle is complete. Now entering Nerdist.com. There you had uh, dudes from uh, At the Drive-In. Yeah. Or was it just uh, Mars Volta? It was the Mars, Mars Volta, Volta guy. Yeah, we had yeah. Mars Volta. And uh, you said you had coming up Rollins, Flea from... Uh, I think Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that ended up yeah. being... We tried to get Flea from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very funny... Remember that joke from earlier yeah. off air? Remember that time yeah. we talked in a conversation with friends and... And then we but, used it on... T- but that <laughs> Fleetwood Mac is actually just like a really funky, bass-only uh, Fleetwood Mac cover band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's just one guy. You can see it's just like this bar in the valley, and he's there every night. They don't even ask him to show up anymore. On Sundays, he does it with a mop bucket. Like a, mo- yes. a mop All bucket. Like, and it's just a string. bar that's like yeah, next yeah. to residuals, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... He just does yeah. it out back. That's Fleetwood Mop is dimples. what he's calling that one. Mop, yeah! <laughs> I thought it was Sweepwood Mac. <laughs> Aye. But we have to stay with the flea because it's still flea. Shit. Oh, then yeah. I was talking about a whole other thing. Structure. Ah. Proper structure. <laughs> so you were showing us Goreburger. Yeah, and that's, it's, I think, one of the most fun things I've ever done. Certainly one of the more fun things I'm doing right now. But it was these guys approached me. Funny Your Die produces it. And these, this guy came out. He was drunk, this producer, and he came out of this bar where they had gone after they wrapped a Funny or Die video and we had wrapped uh, a day of mashup. And he just came out and he goes, Hey, TJ, uh, I'm Sean Boyle. You don't know me, but we really want you to be the voice of this blue alien monster <laughs> that takes over a Japanese talk show and then interviews indie rock bands. I mean, they, they could not... they really understood how your brain yeah. works. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Sure. And the next line sh- should have been, now get in this van. Yeah, <laughs> and I would have. I actually said, where's the van? And he was like, no, no, we'll contact you about it later. No, but I want to get a in a van. Yeah, I'm like, look, if there's a van to get into, I'll do it. Where's your rag? I want to yeah. sniff it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let the lawyers suss this out, but I do need a van to get into. Uh, so we, you know, we ended up talking about it, and they, it's, it's amazing. It's a huge... $40,000 puppet, which Chris, when I said that, you know, you know, puppets are expensive. Puppets are expensive. I've been, I've worked with, I've worked with puppets for the last year. They're fun, but it is, it's way, working with puppets is way more intense than you think it's going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because- they're really method. <laughs> <laughs> They won't even do anything until you shove a hand up their ass. And you have to yeah. call them. You have to say call them by their character name. Yeah, they don't do shit. Oh, they don't awesome. even answer. You got to turn them on. It's a whole bunch of things. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's I control it. There's a mocap guy in the suit, who's like a physical actor, and then I control it with uh, like a. It looks like a radio control, a radio c- control car, mm-hmm. one of those remotes. So you do the the mouth and the eyes and the whole. I do uh, the mouth and then and the jaw. And then the eyes are done by other the puppeteers who made the puppet. They do the eyes, 
and everybody kind of mimics my gestures and they've sort of they listened to me for a long time and the motion capture guy like sat with me for a couple hours. Are you are you doing the voice as it's happening or Yeah, it- it's all live. So I, I interact with these bands. It's the I mean, it must be so strange for yeah. the bands, you know. We've got this season, the next season coming out. We already had Tegan and Sarah and Mars Volta. Dumb Dumb Girls. Dumb Dumb Girls, Le Butcherette, all these great bands. And then this time around, we have Henry Rollins and Fleetwood Mac. Sorry, Flea, Cher- uh, Chili Moss. Pepper, Red Hots. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cover band. <laughs> all Thai chili peppers. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. like bu- buckets and mobs. Um, and then, you know, so now we're going to have Eagles of Death Metal and Jack Black is on it. It's really, really exciting. And uh, it must be so weird for them. It right. must be so bizarre to try and talk to. And my whole thing is I don't know anything about music. I mean, I, I don't know any bands. I don't have very good taste in music. I like what what are your top three bands? That I like? Yeah. Um, oh boy, probably right now it would be White Panda. And uh, I don't know. I'm really into... You know, I listen to a lot of trans stuff. It's weird stuff like that. Don't really? bad for White it's Panda. They're like, well, he said yeah, we were his favorite band, but then he qualified it by saying his terrible taste in music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, the guy shouted us out, and then he just took a shit on us. So you listen to trance, like you're one of those guys that drives down Sunset Boulevard blaring some trance music? Blaring trance. Always yeah. in Windows a white beater. He's one Windows of the shots of Sunset. White beater with a visor on. Yeah. 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 I'm wearing Oakley's, but, yeah. you know, in the back. I, I saw that once at like uh, 8.30 in the morning. I was like, man, all day. All day. Yeah, all day. Oh, also, wow. but I just listen to it because it sort of keeps me moving. I, I yeah. don't know. It's it's supposed to, it's like background noise more than it's like, yeah. I do. I mean, I'll pop and lock in the car. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, often I don't lock. I just pop. And you just pop. If you going. lock in the car, you just go right into a fucking well, wall. Well, the parking brake, you know. Yeah. Know. Well, I guess it depends on what you're popping. You should get ABS in your car so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Locking That's up on you. pop and lock moves the ABS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just slows down. Yeah. It doesn't come to an abrupt yeah, yeah, yeah. halt. Still just as scary, though. Yeah. <laughs> Mashup was really fun, by the way. Oh, it was great. You were so great on it. I had a great Jonah time. It was fine. You were really good, too. <laughs> but the, uh, the show looked great, and the, uh, the intro is one of my favorite intros of a show I've ever seen. Yeah. I and mean, it's really, visually, it ended up being really good, and, um, you know, it was also... A, you know, amazing to have on all. Are you doing more of those? Like my friends, um, I, we don't know yet. You know, Comedy Central is kind of talking about it. I, I think you know, I'm kind of done working with that director, and so I'm ready to sort of maybe move on to the next thing. Today, I just this is amazing. I just found out officially that um, I'm going to be in Mike Judge's HBO pilot. Oh. oh. Congrats, yeah. man! With uh, Thomas Middleditch and Kumail is also oh in holy they, shit like, wrote a part for Kumail. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's official yet, but it will be. That's a good cast right there. Enough. Yeah, Middleditch it's is hilarious. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm super. super Kumail's excited. fine. Kumail's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was so it was so cool on mashup to have like <laughs> peers and friends. Yeah. Who you know not Kumail obviously. But I'm talking about just your know, mashup. <laughs> Poor Kumail. You guys, he's fine. You he's guys, doing fine. <laughs> uh oh. you several times. <laughs> no, he's the best. Uh, you know, mashup was just crazy to Sean Flannery, who's an amazing comic out of Chicago, CJ Sullivan, an amazing comic out of Chicago, to be able to get those guys their first TV credit when they should have had one long ago 
was really like that's a lifelong dream to be able to bring you know people that you think are hilarious on television sure on your show it's so it seemed like a bizarre dream more of a nightmare but it was I woke up in a cold sweat at the end of the whole. It's experience. almost like producing yeah. a podcast for someone that you you really like. Yeah, you think should do a cash yeah, again like with TJ Mills. Bigger, yeah, you way bigger, just... way bigger scale. Like a real, like a where it actually helps. I know, I know, but within the world you know. of, I think Cash's <laughs> podcast is you know more of a dream than mashup for me <laughs> to be on his podcast. Number of times that I've been on it. I mean, I've been on it almost. I think almost every single time. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Amazing record. Now, are there? I've done it. I've been. I've done it more than any other guest. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Well, I'd have to check the wiki on that. You can check the wiki, but I keep deleting it. (laughs) I think it's really amazing that um, that other people would come on a show called Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Uh, yeah, people are up for it. You know, the name has nothing to do with no, I know, my yeah, name I know. or anything. It's just a, it's just a name. It's it's actually an acronym for something that he'll tell you about. Yeah. Blow if we had a few cover. minutes, we could think of a really good acronym. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. Yeah. We need longer than a few minutes, I feel like, <laughs> uh, for a really good acronym. Yeah. No, I mean, the podcasting, it's interesting. You know, Goreberger, the nicest thing anybody wrote about it, because people wrote, most people were like, what is this and why would you do it? Sort of, well, it is a comedy show that's and this is a, a comedy website. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck nuts. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of, it feels like a compliment to me. What yeah. is this and why I'd would you do that? I'd rather have that than yeah. this is boring, I've seen it before or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but somebody said, this is sort of the, uh, actually Carson Daly, who went on also, he also came on the show because <laughs> he's a fan of it. Uh, he was like, it's the, it's the future of music journalism. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's all, it's all over. Everything is sort of fluffing people and promoting stuff for people. And there's yeah. no interviews that are just interviews, much less interviews with somebody that knows nothing about it, but is still ex- so excited about it. Cause you know, between two ferns, which is much funnier than Goreberger, but it's, it's kind of an anti-talk show in the sense that he just doesn't care about these people and, you know, kind of talks down yeah. to them and condescends them and usually is trying to sell speed stick or whatever. Yeah. And um, Goreberger is more this, it's just an alien monster who doesn't know anything about American culture. He knows some stuff, but it's always really weird. And then he's sort of asking him about whatever, and it's more interesting to see them interact with this giant puppet in this Japanese morning show format. <laughs> and you, it is, you kind of get a sense of bands, and some of them, like this band Fool's Gold, hated it was really difficult in the interview, so boring, mm-hmm. not into it, really, like, and were mean to the puppet, which is always weird, because they're like, you're trying to be mean to me through the puppet, because you think I'm being mean to you through this. It's, just, <laughs> it's like having a, it's a divorce, it's a but the kid, happened. the kid is... <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And then other, you know, most everybody else totally gets it, and you get to see a different side of them. You know, you get to see Tegan and Sarah, who I didn't know anything about beforehand, obviously, but... Even hearing their music and stuff, you wouldn't believe that they're really funny and they're kind of like we're with it and into it. So that that's an interesting thing of that. Just like podcast, I think is eating radio because it's so it's you know it's so different from anything that's out there. Just because it's you, anyone can do it. And sure, do and it's pure of. too. We're not beholden to any advertisers <laughs> except for stamps.com. <laughs> this is stamps.com slash WTF. My, wait a minute! <laughs> what happened? The uh, Mark. The, the <laughs> Chris takes off his face. <laughs> yeah, TJ, it's really great. Got another fucking show you want to promote in here. 
I haven't smoked a cigarette in years. I'm going out of my fucking mind over here. <laughs> I still use Nicorette. Is that bad? <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait. You go on a Hardwick's podcast over there? Yeah, that's cute. What he's doing over there is cute. Adorable is the word I would have for that. Of course, I listen to it whenever I hear that I was mentioned in it. <laughs> like, Whatever. I have an IV with the app mentioned. I mean, if you're into Twitter. that, if you're into that, I mean, if you're into that, it's fine. <laughs> that was a pretty nerdist slam. <laughs> The uh, uh, I actually I went on his show. Have you been on his show? It's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's, I it's have pretty, not. It's pretty. He's a ha- he's a much happier fellow. He should know? be. Yeah. Things yeah. are going very well for him. Amazing. I love that show. I think it's great. Yeah, I heard good things about the show. I haven't heard anything about the show, but I'm excited for. I'm just excited for him. I always like when people are happy. That's all I care about. If you're happy, and you know it, clap whatever. Doesn't have to be your hands. Doesn't have to be. No. Thighs. Dick up to your leg. Clap thighs. Slap your testicles against one another right. while keeping this. Oh, sack like one of those, uh, like one of those office. Um, yeah, the, the that could be very ball game. Tink, yeah. tink, tink. I bet actually ball my game. balls are cubes. I, I didn't know this until a little while ago. I thought I had a lump, but it's it turned out I had six. Oh, <laughs> it's a six sided. <laughs> it's die. a six six sided six sided die. <laughs> you know, imagine you know those fuzzy dice that hang from the rearview mirrors. Yes. Imagine that, but it's just it's the way that I have children. <laughs> How so? My, you know, they're very fuzzy, and that's the thing in my car that gets women in the back seat. I'm in a smart car, though. <laughs> yeah. So we're just wedged up above just, the headrest. I think yeah. fuzzy yeah. dice in a smart window. car are really funny. Yeah. And then you should also put the Yosemite Sam mud flaps in the back of your smart and car. And the, the smaller, though, are the, yeah. oh, the fuzzy dice in a smart car just a little Everything's smaller. a little smaller. Yeah. Yeah. And it's eco-friendly. They're, like, made out of recycled material. Yeah. And the uh, and, and Yosemite, yeah. Yosemite Sam is saying, uh, "Please only, respect my space. He can only, yeah. Please respect my personal only space. Only one gun fits, and it's his please. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please respect my space, and if you don't mind, the mud flap just continues. It's very long. <laughs> they just trail behind. Yeah, for when you're off-roading in your smart car, <laughs> which is just going on gravel. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's going into a driveway. You're on gravel, so you're like, oh, you're oh, oh my god, ADS. we're not gonna make yeah. it. Yeah. We're not gonna make it." While you're bu- pumping your trance music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, though, well, enough about work for a second. Let's talk about, T.J. Miller, what are you into lately? What is, what is, what is capturing your attention? Well, I'm always, I'm always sometimes thinking about... Uh, always sometimes? Uh, yeah, it's sometimes I'm thinking about uh, the singularity mm-hmm. most of the time. I yeah, like that. we brought that up last we time. We did, yeah, we talked about that last time. What I'm into lately is I'm into... Time management, I guess, is yeah. an interesting thing for me, like where I put time towards stuff. Another thing I'm really into right now, not listening to music in the car, just driving and having silence and then using that time to sort of think about like, maybe I should be doing more of this. Maybe I should be spending more time with my house husband, tenants, Yep. you know? Years ago, uh, Louis C.K. said that uh, Chris Rock taught him yeah. Don't listen to music in the car on the way to shows. You should be thinking about your set. Yep. And I, I think then you also appreciate listening to music as it's sort of a treat. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to music and not think for a little while. Yeah. And I think that's really good. But I, I'm certainly at a point, you know, in my life where I just had been living like a stressed out guy for probably seven years or something. You know, just as a guy who always had someplace to go, always the second. I mean, I'm still in that space to a certain extent. As soon as we're done with this recording, I'm running to go talk about Goreburger stuff and then trying to get home, though. The new thing that I'm doing is trying to get home to, like, spend time in the relationship or spend time relaxing. Oh, so you're talking about 
fostering a per first what do they call it, man? Personal life. Personal life. Yeah. That's Personal what I was trying life. to think of. Yeah. yeah. I always, you know, for a long time I thought it was pronounced personal. No. Life. Uh, is it uh Let me ask it's you this. Life. Now your personal life, can you turn that into a web video show? <laughs> I am. I've already tried. You yeah. Know, I'm yeah. pitching it. Crack.com bought it, but then it turned out it was Crackle. I got the URL <laughs> completely wrong. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but I know that that is a thing that you kind of got to remember. Just like it's like when you get because you know you're moving in with your lady, yeah. And like uh, like to you have to remember to put time into that as well or energy at least to like. And, yeah, and I'm big on also not being too hard on myself. All you guys are always like balancing stuff, so you know this is not a new subject. But I I'm into the idea of like you know. I've I just we were talking about it outside, but just the idea that for all of our lives we've been focusing on. Think about how long you've been doing comedy and working towards a career. Think about how long you've been sort of dealing with your family relationships, whether those be negative or positive. And think about how long you've been sort of getting confident or okay with yourself. It's been years. It's a decade of working on comedy. You know, you know, family life since you've you know been a young kid. You've been working on be- being a better friend. You've been learning that since you were in sixth grade. Being like, oh, why don't I have a best friend? You know, yeah. whatever it was. And your relationship, a primary relationship, and one of my therapists was talking about this is you don't have as as much practice with that. So you have to you have to put more energy into that. And you're playing catch up, sort of getting good at being a boyfriend or a partner or a husband or you know, a wagoneer, you know. Sure. I'll tell you wagoneer. One time and, and it's interesting it's interesting that you say that. One thing that uh you know, something that happens with Chloe and I is that uh, we'll sort of get into bed tonight and just flip the laptops open, and then we're both sort of in our own zones, just tick, 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 tick. You know, she's yeah. looking at stuff, and I'm looking at stuff, and we're not really communicating. And the other night, she was cleaning up a room, and I, I didn't, uh, my laptop was charging. <laughs> the one reason I yeah, yeah, yeah. well unfortunately you know I'm sorry I can't I can't I can't take credit I can't really take credit like it was my idea right so but my laptop was unavailable and so I was kind of hanging out I was just lying in her bed sitting in her bed and she was cleaning up and we talked how was your day was it just terrible it was really fun yeah like it was really nice it was like oh yeah this is what you're supposed to do yeah. and we had a really nice night that way so I I thoroughly recommend it. It's so easy to just I- isolate yourself and be like, just have your face in your machine. It's like we're connected, but we're not connected. Like, I mean, as people, we're connected to the web. We're connected, but we're not humanly connected to people. And that's very important. And I think technology, at least I've been thinking about I th- I think about a lot of things in terms of addiction. But technology can kind of be an addiction. It's like a drug. It's an escape thing. Same way video games can mm. kind of be something that you disappear into and don't come back out of. And I, I do wonder. It's I, You know, I've been thinking because I've been reading a lot of evolutionary psychology. And it's that's very much about... Our, there are biological reasons for our behavior and those are the result of evolution. And you kind of have to take those into account and see how different it is to be this hunter-gatherer animal that is in a, a social animal that is now in this modern society that isn't really anything like what we were built to do. And so I think we have a real serious need to be social. That's why Twitter and Facebook and all these things have become such a big part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're sort of addicted to being social in a way that nobody is talking about, but maybe we should. We, you know, but, I'm addicted to 
sending texts back as soon as I get them, to texting people when I think of them, to emailing someone as soon as I think about asking them a question. And so much of this stuff, even Twitter, you know, most people on Twitter aren't even really saying anything. But why why do we need to do that? Why is it so important to tell people what's going on and hear what's going on with them? Because I think we're just at the very, very heart of it, just social animals. That was so beneficial to our survival. We're and now social. We're, it shows that you're there. We're you social, know? but right. we also. That's true too. We're social, but we also need. Here's. It's it's an interesting catch twenty two in the sense that I think we're not evolved to have to deal with the amount of information that we have to deal with. I agree with that because that just happened very fast. Yeah. Uh, and. So as a result of all the information that we have to process, we're constant, we're subconsciously stressed all the time because we, we yeah. always feel like we're behind. And so the way that we deal with that is using the information that we can't process to distract ourselves yeah. from having to deal with the fact that we're trying to process too much information. Well, and I think that's a great thing. It's like people aren't talking about that. And it's really true. You know, I, I started talking to somebody the other day about how, I said, you know, my girlfriend is a, a pretty anxious person. She has a, you know, there's an anxiety threshold there that is crossed because she's living in a constant state of some anxiety. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, no, mine too. And I was like, most girls that I, you know, have been out with have sort of been in that space. And he's like, most people that I know are like that. He's like, you know, in Los Angeles especially, everybody's taking a Xanax. Everybody's yeah. saying like, oh, I'm, I'm very anxious. I've... People have panic attacks a lot. Where is that coming from? I, I think, you know, it, it's exactly what you're saying, which is we have too much information. There's advertising is constantly, everything's vying for our attention. We only have so much space. We only have so much RAM, you know? Yeah. And so once that gets taken up, and I think you are, you're constantly stressed. Think how many things we have to think about that don't matter at all. Where are my keys? What did I have? Have I worn this jacket too many times this this chair now this chair is like other chairs so i know that the yeah. handle is down here but is this one that goes up or goes down okay it does is this gonna be high enough what kind of microphone is this is this a microphone that should be the straight up kind or is it the one <laughs> the ones that are down are mostly not for radio shows it's got to be that's it could go on and on and on forever i mean you the the amount of things that you're thinking about is just a constant stream and so yeah i think we have a higher just general baseline of anxiety and then people are more likely to go over it and it creates this weird yeah tension and stress well we're also it's not really designed to multitask like you your your design I feel, I feel like our brains really are supposed to focus on one thing at a time yeah and so there's basically just this cue that just builds up in crowds of just like all the things that have to go through that one focal point that you can deal with at a time. I mean, you can try to juggle, but you know, you're still this is making me anxious all this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's so real. My psychiatrist says that, you know, one of the reasons that I sort of can do so much is that I I'm sort of welcoming to a manic type of thinking, and instead of getting overwhelmed by multitasking, it sort of occupies my mind, and I find it sometimes calming. Yeah. And that was just a very interesting thing that I had never thought about that, you know, that it could be your biology that makes you want to multitask more than other people who just sort of say, like, I like to just sit and read my book and have the book. And then I like when I go to work, I always listen to the same. I have to do that at night. I have to read. I have to like read for like an hour in bed just because that's the only way to stop my brain 
from thinking about everything else. Yeah, that's I have happening. to listen. I need to, to do something. I need to uh, read. I have to Trans. listen to a movie. <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mop. Uh, <laughs> I have to listen to like a movie that I've seen a million times to like go to bed because like I can just follow along with the movie and my brain will just mimic the imagery uh, that I know I would be seeing if I was actually watching it. Yeah. But I can have my eyes closed with my head on a pillow and I can just drift off to sleep. If I don't. I'll be up for another three hours just kind of running through different shit. And then, you know, whereas, um, you know, Cheryl just kind of always wants to have a movie on and is always complaining about insomnia. And then what you find out is that if you turn off the movie and all the lights are off and all that stuff, she's it's much easier for her to go to sleep. So some people are complaining about insomnia, taking a drug for it, when really what they need to do is just slow down and shut down their yeah. brain. And that's why I think we're going to continue to be a drug culture as we've created all these so many problems for ourselves and we want to fix them quickly. And so, you know, I think that's it could be an underlying, you know, there, there are a lot of reasons for drug use, but, you know, especially prescription drug use where people are just like, you know, I'm bipolar. I'm all these problems that we have that we're treating medically now. I don't think those were around as much or there wasn't the proliferation of them that there is now 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Well, I think people still had problems. They just didn't... They didn't know how to diagnose They didn't know what they were. They didn't know how to deal with it. It was just... To be sure, there was some of that also. But there's there's no question that, that, you know, we're such a... we're such a labeling culture now. It's like, yeah. what's that? What's that thing over there? Okay, that's that thing. You know, because we're just we're trying to categorize and process so much information that we need to. You know, like everything's got to have a name. Everything's got to have yeah, a there's place. There's so many other different little things that can go wrong now. Like you're like our my grandfather never had to go. Fuck. There's a huge typo in that tweet. <laughs> I got to delete that tweet. But, but no, if you, I need to pay my. I have three different credit cards because I get rewards on the gas. And yep, I was yeah. late on that one. I should shift the balance. It's just, there's so many yeah. things. Reward points are great, though. They are really they're are. And they're very important. <laughs> I'll tell you why they are. I don't have any. Just got... Uh, you don't have any reward points? I don't know. Two no. sweet airline tickets just with rewards points. I went nice. to Japan business class with all the miles reward point. Stuff I had with America. They actually give you a soapy hand job uh, up in that class. Which really stings the urethra. You know, a lot of people think it's a good. We know people who are really good good. at it just know to go around the tip. No, no, you just—it's good. The guy that was doing mine had no idea what he was doing. Oh, okay. He just basically just took the tip of the hand soap and then just like he thought it was a slot to like shove it in and then just squeeze it. I was just, what would that feel like? That would really be awful. That would be beyond. That would not. That would be. What, probably one of the worst things you could possibly do. It would be the opposite like the of coming if it's just going yeah. right back it in. Would be it going, would be going, Whatever gotcha. the opposite of that feeling is. It's just a more fresh and clean gonorrhea. It's so fresh and yeah, so yeah. clean. Uh, yeah, but clean, I, clean. I think that all this stuff I've creates... got gonorrhea and I'm just <laughs> so fresh and so fresh and so clean. Sting, just sting. That, just very, the quietest outcast. International. Arms over back Andre 300. Take it down, Andre. I don't know. I, I think that they, it creates a lot of problems for us. I, and I don't know really what the answer is. You're right. We have, And also we have so much more stuff. It's like technology has allowed us. That's what I've been thinking too is how disposable everything is. Yeah. And like the other day I was drinking from a cup and I was like, I have... 30 cups. A person used to just have having a cup 
or a piece of pottery to keep your water. Your yes, food in. I had the same this thought. Important thing that you kept with it. Cowboys would keep their yes. sort of. They had one They're like tin, tin coffee cup. cup yeah, yeah. But think, the thing I opened up my cabinet and I'm looking at all the coffee mugs and I'm like, there's two people in this apartment. No. Why do we need? 70 yeah. coffee mugs. Well, I it's like really I like I like getting too. coffee mugs from where I travel. Like that's I like to bring Me back too. coffee yeah. mugs yeah, from Yeah, I know, but we don't need it. That's the thing. Well, no, but the we idea. don't really need 90% of the things we have. We don't need them. Well, but the that's thing is, that's like, like, they have stores like the Container Store which yeah. are just to help us <laughs> get rid of stuff we stuff. don't need. No, have more stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, you 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 do that you have so many glasses cuz you're like, well, you know, I don't want to wash it right away. But if you took the time, because everyone feels like they're in such a rush. Yeah, if you take the four I don't have seconds. time to make food and then clean it. Then you just like, it, but if you did, if you just clean right after you yeah. ate, yeah. you would have it be it's ready so for the easy. next Downsize, time. Downsize, so baby! It's so easy yeah, it's, it's best. I, I try to find, I find myself trying to like simplify like a lot of things. But like the amount of apps on my phone. And you yep. know, that's like, it's like, it's yep. a silly thing Me to say. Me too. That's why but, I just bought a bigger house. <laughs> But like it's a it's a silly thing to say, but like you know, but opening up my phone and just having just the stuff I need there, and then like you know, and just like looking at my house or like a room or something that's like what is unneeded in here? Yeah. What's like frivolous about this thing? Like yeah. you know, I don't need this stuff. I've been thinking about that with behavior too. Like you don't need to open your email as soon as you plug in. Like I I open my email immediately and I and I respond to emails immediately and I've tried to be like. Do I need to respond to this person right now, or can I wait for a little bit? You know, instead of feeling like it's just a knee-jerk response so yeah. often, and that's a good point too. I mean, you have this more than any of us. Lean forward. You have this more than any of us, which is the. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the opposite of forward. Uh, Great point, TJ. That was amazing. Uh, you know, this time, like you're always late to something, or everything has to be exact. When something runs over, it affects something yeah. else. And that is such a that then you live your whole day in a state of stress and trying to think about how do I get this to okay if I can't be there for this then we have to cancel that when are we going to reschedule that it's just it and and for whatever reason I'm a guy who feels like I can do all of it I just don't I never feel like I need to say no because I I rarely am like okay this is overwhelming and when I am in that state it is terrible it's so sure. overwhelming that I'm stopping the car and biting the steering wheel being like ah I, I have a, I have an opposite thing where I have this fear of like uh, I'll look at my schedule and I'll be like well that thing is going to take 80 hours to do so I can't schedule anything else like it's like right. I like I, my friend would be like let's go get lunch I was like well it's like we're going to get lunch at noon but I have something to do at 5 uh, I'm not going to make both like right. I have a feeling that everything's going to take too long and I like I I tell I say no more than I should. I, I, I called the doc. I make a to make an appointment for physical today, and uh, the, the doctor's like, "Okay, I can get you in uh, tomorrow." I was like, "I can't. I'm flying uh, somewhere." And then uh, he's like, "Okay, how about this day? This day? This day?" February fourteenth. Oh, happy Valentine's is Day! When my doctor's mm. appointment is. Are you guys gonna get dinner? Like fucking two and a half you weeks. Guys, the doctor and I are gonna fuck. Yes. <laughs> I'm bringing him roses and an edible arrangement. The room, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm. But what you were saying before earlier about like trying not to answer stuff right away. I have a feeling that if I read it and I don't answer right away, I'll just forget about it. Which is exactly it's just what gonna, I do. It's just going to get pushed down. Yep. But how awful is that, too, that then we have apps and things that are reminders, and I have, like, four iPhone alarms set, and I'm constantly... <laughs> that's how much stuff I'm doing is I have to employ technology to remind us. And the more technology we have and the easier it is for, say, Siri, move this to this point, see if I could... The more humans are going to want to do. They're just... That's your... We have this innate drive in us 
to just do more, get more, make more, because yeah. there was such a scarcity and a paucity for so long in in you know in the history of human beings, and now it's an abundance that's almost crushing us. Sometimes I feel like everybody I know feels like they're not doing enough with their lives in general. They always feel like it's like uh, it's like, well, you seem pretty busy. No, I, I could be doing more. It's like everyone feels that they're not but doing enough. But you also, enough. but you know, we also surround ourselves with a very specific type of personality. That's all of our all of our friends are almost all of our friends are writers, yeah. performers, artists. Yeah. We live in the city that we live in. You know, I don't know if it's like that everywhere. It might be, but I I, I don't know if it's like that everywhere. It's just we are, you know, what seems like the world to us could just be our little bubble of, you know, our artist, creator, performer friends. My family, though, is in Kansas. I have some family in Kansas that is very, you know, church on Sunday. Every day is just trying. There's a lot of resting. They, they take time to rest. They're like, yeah, I think actually from four to five, Greg and I are going to rest. It's, <laughs> it's very strange to me. But I think they they have similar crises, but they're just about different things, you know. Then they're worried that, you know, they're spending all their time thinking like, oh, the world is going to hell in a handbasket and Obama's ruining everything. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, we won't. Be, my, my uncle owns the Wendy's in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And, you know, he sort of is constantly worried about gas prices and what is it going to be for this thing. And, you know, it's just they're they're not on email all the time but instead it's something else they have where to they're bury spending, money because they're afraid the banks are going to fail yeah or they're spending hours and hours trying to find a movie that isn't r-rated and is still in black and white that they haven't seen that's really something they're like if you have any ideas for good new movies please let us know I don't know. I mean, I think it's just different. And also, they're still seeing, they're watching television, they're still seeing the same advertisements. So they're still being told, what you have is not good enough, you should get something better, you should do this thing. Or, you know, they're in this state of like, you know, they're totally, their life is so encompassed by the Catholic Church, that it's a lot of that. It's sort of guilt, am I doing this correctly? Yeah. Have I repented for this? Am I paying enough attention to religion? Everybody's sort of filling every corner and moment of their lives, I think. Because, yeah, because, you know, well, I, at least I always think that I just want to not be doing anything. Like, I think that, you know, what? I just want to fucking I want a day off. And then, and then when, when you when do I get it, it's just like I don't understand what to do with myself. Well, the pro here's yeah. the problem. The problem is that I think is that, um, you know, we're we're creatures of momentum. And so I think that's how some people you go, how can you just sit on the couch every day for months on end? Like that's momentum. Like that's the, that's, yeah. that's the momentum that they have set up and it's hard for them to create, you know, like to go in a different direction. Yeah. Whereas when you're used to going and going, 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 it takes way more than a day to slow down because it's sort of like stopping for a day. is just like if you were driving on the freeway and you just hit the brakes and like everything in the back of the car would fly to the front of the, it's like, we, we you're, are, you're, it's like the momentum of your life. is just like hits you when you try to stop and are, you need to we do are several a days. Group of people in this room, I think that will say that when we get sick and have to shut down for two days, we're kind of like, that was all right. That was, I wasn't, I didn't mind vomiting everywhere. Cause I was shut catch down. Up, catch up on some TV. Yeah, I'm like, that was okay. Thanks. Thanks for making me vomit. Usually I still have to work when I'm sick. Yeah. I, I, I kind of either don't get sick or I, I just go, okay, I'm going to get, well, you're both better than hours. me and Jonah. No. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, I mean, I think it, it is a, but then my brain's also like, how far out am I worrying? Like I'm worrying, like I'm not worrying about something that's, that's tomorrow. I'm worrying about something that's 
two months from now, three months from now, five months from now, I'm like, oh, what happens in April? What happens? In, and it just becomes this thing. I even ca- I called Chris like last week to go like, how the fuck do you do this? Well, you have to co- you have to compartmentalize. Unfortunately, you have to. I think um, what book did I read? I, I think the nerdest way. <laughs> well, no, in, in in my sort of early search for answers and like reading reading a lot of self help books and listening to a lot of tapes and just trying to figure out like. You know, somewhere out there, there has to be there. Have, you know, like people have some answers that I don't have, and yeah. I think maybe it was like a Dale Carnegie book or something where he said, "Well, you have to live in day tight compartments where you just deal with whatever you can deal with in that moment on that day." It is the enjoy your burrito model, yeah. and then you you can't, you know, um, what was I saying? I was saying, um, I was saying, uh, learn from the past, uh, plan for the future, and live in the present. So you have to. Try not to take on too much of the past and the present at once because you can't. You'll fucking go crazy if you try to take it all on. You will go crazy. Woody Allen was talking about I just watched his documentary on Netflix. Amazing. And he mentioned compartmentalizing everything. He's really, really good at that. Oh, they know when everyone says that's what he did. He's really good at doing this. Compartmentalizing. Woody's always good at compartmentalizing. You know what he's great at? Just compartmentalizing. Yeah. Yeah. And that Eckhart Tolle book, The Power of Now, which is uh, couldn't be a more new agey title for a book that kind of has actually got some good things to say. It's about that. It's like the time that you spend worrying about the future is sort of wasted because it hasn't arrived yet and it's not really guaranteed. And yeah. it's keeping you away from dealing with the present. And then the, if you live in the past, if you're sort of considering regret and you can't do this, and, and you know, I was talking to somebody recently, they're like, if I just got on that part, I know that it's going to do well. That show is going to get picked up. It's going to run for eight seasons. And I just, and it's like, A, you don't know that. All those future hypotheses are, are not guaranteed and probably won't even happen statistically. And then thinking about the past and taking time from your life that's happening right now to sort of regret the past, it, do, it doesn't, regret is totally useless. Yeah. Sort of learning from an analyzation and kind of extrapolating what you can from something, that's totally useful. And, but it's really hard to do that because we also, we're in these prisons of our memories and we're always thinking that if we'd done this, it's so sad that we can understand cause and effect because it, you know, although it's made us the most successful species, we also just, you know, are constantly thinking like, well, if I had done this and this, you're just, you're connecting yeah. the dots because you can. And, you know, what do they say? Cash, Cash Levy loves to say this, that um, there's, you know, there's no happiness over $100,000. Any more money that you make over that doesn't affect you being happier. And then also the middle class is the happiest class for the most part across the board because... They're sort of living month to month. You're living paycheck to paycheck, and that's what it was in the early, you know, early days. You were just trying to survive. You get the food, you eat it, and then go find more food. So the so like the Neanderthal middle class. Exactly. <laughs> no, because those are they're stupid. It's the Homo sapien. And then the yeah. sapiens try to fucking tax. I call them the sapiens. The sapiens try to tax the middle class into the fucking Stone Age, literally. Is that, the, is that is the Neanderthal Homo sapien the one true race war? <laughs> I, there was a great. I read it. It was an article in. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was a British. It was a British news site. But the scientist is like, I can create a Neanderthal. I just need a woman who's willing to carry a Neanderthal and birth it. But I think it'd be really, we don't have like, 
I mean, yes, chimpanzees, like, you know, we're 99% of our, str- yeah. our, 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 our chromosomes are the same, but it, or, or thereabouts. But I wouldn't really consider it a true cousin species. Like, they still seem like animals. But to have, like, if there were Neanderthal, like, 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 like uh, or Neanderthal, if you're being, uh, if, if I'm not, so a, continue a, with Neanderthal. If you like yeah. Those are also Neanderthals above six foot. But 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 the idea of like if we had like an actual cousin species Neanderthal, no, it's good. It's I'm fine. Sorry, Mr. No, it's, fine. <laughs> it's the uh, if we had like an actual cousin species that we had to deal with, it would be very weird. I feel like most people would try and enslave them. Yeah, like the French. In yeah. Most parts of the world, the French. Yeah. <laughs> it make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. You just sometimes it's funny just to go people. The French. Yeah, we just. It's so weird to me that Francophile is even a thing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, the the cloning thing is getting pretty crazy. I mean, now we're right back to the singularity, but the cloning thing and the being able to use you know gene therapy and all the stuff that's right around the corner because medical advances will happen ahead of they'll sort of the the medical industry will lead you know consumer industry is quite right. R- right behind it just like cell phones people love them so much and that's why they're they're so rapidly advancing. But people need medicine, you know, and and we always want to figure out a way to make ourselves live longer. And that's going to get pretty weird. I mean, cloning a Neanderthal, you know, is weird. But how weird will it be when you're able to clone yourself and then download your memory to the, up to that point into a new body? Yeah. That's real weird. Well, you just uh, put your brain in the cloud. And then well, when you get it, then when you get a new device, you just you just download, just you know, make you just more. restore. Listen, humans restoring from backup is a fucking great idea. It's an amazing thing. But then Ugh. you know what will happen with population control? It's gonna get. You know, I gotta be honest. Pretty weird in the next you know, thirty though, years. Maybe, you know? but there's a lot of room in the Midwest. If you drive across this country, you realize how much there is not. Yeah, but if we even took like one one hundredth of India's population, yeah, <laughs> it would just Montana would out. just be crawling with people. Yeah. Yes, well, of course. No, you're right. There's, 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 there's more room land-wise, and you know, as cities prove you can just build up. But I think it's more about them consuming all the resources. But also, by the time we really are consuming all our resources, we'll have invented a way to travel to the make, stars. Well, yeah, good. to eat air. Yeah, exactly. Or take a eat. pill that will do everything. Or we'll have finally defeated the mole people and live underground. We could. Yeah. I'm down with that. Fucking I mole like people. basement clubs for taking yeah. our taking our underground trans, basement trance clubs. Ooh, I love those basement trance clubs to perform in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I I am I'm, I'm excited about that though. I'm interested. I want to live as long as I can just to see as much of stuff's gonna get so weird and like a lot faster like than it had. Five or twenty thirty. It's gonna be so weird. It's just like the Steely Dan song, you guys. What a beautiful world. What a beautiful world. It's like you're in Chris Hardwick. What sings a glorious time to be. You, really you would love this. being on this podcast. On all that the time. train of grass, <laughs> fat, and glitter. <laughs> <laughs> under the vibrant. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's not even. 90 worst. minutes from New York Is it still Paris? Steely Dan? Sounds more like uh, Michael McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> everything becomes Michael McDonald after a while because he's the most fun to sing. Every time you leave, every time I see your smile. I have to sing that this weekend at Sketchfest. Oh yeah, 
Are you guys going out there? Yeah. yeah. You're fun. It's fun. Fun times. I wish I could go. Y- I can't there. You can. We... You know, I have to go to the container store and get containers for, for your containers. containers that I bought. Yeah. Yeah. The containers are piling up everywhere. I think you need to buy a container to contain your obsession with buying containers. There is no container large enough. <laughs> a metaphysical container. No container. Oh, yeah, you need store. you need key house from the lock and key comics. You need special keys. That can control a lot of different things. You haven't read that. Okay, nope. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is a good reference if you know it. Yeah. What is it? Lock and Key. It's a just good comic series written oh. by a guy named Joe Hill. I got to see that. Good. There it is. Oh, you got it right there. It's in his bag. Kyle has it. Look at it right now. It's Jonah's great. Not, Jonah looked at it before he decided. Lock and Key is fun. To touch I just want to make sure it wasn't dirty. <laughs> I don't know how good it is. I don't like these dirty comics. Yeah. Are you you love comics? You're really into comics. I like comics. I'm not an insane comic person. Like I don't read everything. I do find stuff that I like. I want and then to I read one it. day write a comic. I'm available. Marvel or DC. Let me know. That's how Some, it works. Someone Just has asked ask me. You shall receive. Someone has asked me to write a comic for a popular franchise, and I don't. I'm actually a, fr- a little Aren't afraid to take it on because I told you don't you, know. I, you I don't told, know Dagwood that well. I, I told like you. I, I know he likes sandwiches. <laughs> I told you I would ghostwrite it for you. <laughs> I know he likes sandwiches, and I know he has a much That's prettier wife than he should have. Uh, Jughead mm. jokes. In the chamber. <laughs> Uh, what do you? What do you guys? No one talks about the crown he wears. How come no one talks about the crown? Everybody needs to see it. He fucking uh, punched out the last dude that mentioned the crown. What are you? Uh, what are you doing that brings you the most pleasure or happiness right now? What single thing? Oh, Besides doing it, yeah. Mm. Oh darn it! You got there first. I know. I, I didn't know who was gonna make it first. What do I do that's enjoyable? Well, I enjoy spending time with uh, with Chloe. Like it's nice when she can travel with me. That's um, really fun. That's that's really fun. I you know, I I do I, I'm I'm busy to the point where I appreciate like I got super excited yesterday because I had an hour and a half off and I, in the <laughs> middle of the day and I knew that I was going to fill that time with going to the counter across the street. Uh, I'm not a vegetarian, but I everyone but I occasionally like, oh, I'll just have a vegetarian. They have a fucking great veggie burger. Good veggie burger. And I knew that I was going to, re- I was looking forward to that. And so I really enjoyed that hour and a half in the middle of the day where I didn't have to be anywhere. Taking time. That's my New Year's resolution is like more time for friends, more time for the primary relationship, more time for myself, more time like pursuing other things that I always talk about, like DJing trance dance. In the basement. Mm, I like it down there. Mm. Straight cats oh, like all the over the place. of this trans club. <laughs> uh, yeah, taking more time, right? I mean, it's fun to take time yeah. and just enjoy something. Enjoy I, your burrito, right? Is yeah. That the system? Yeah. yeah. That's okay, a- forget. I got a lot of temperature. I find myself doing that more this year, too, is just, uh, you know, like I've gotten back into like going, like taking an afternoon on a weekend and going to a couple of record stores and just kind of going yeah. through these records and like, it's just it's so nice and relaxing. And then like I'll go with like Neil Mahoney and they're like, we'll go back to his place and we'll just sit around looking at the inserts of the records. but like it's it's nice. It's a nice activity. And it's still it feels weird because it, it is still kind of consumerism and it still is like collecting, which is you know, but kinda, you're bonding with your friend. You're not binge consuming just to consume. No. Yeah. Going to a coffee shop just to kind of <coughs> sit outside and like have a have a drink. 
and just kind of not look at your phone. Just so kind of something watch. about the coffee experience when you say it's for here and they give you a real cup. Yeah, There's always and something you sit about down and you're just kind of way more you're relaxing. Just, yeah, and you're just there to yeah. enjoy it. It's yeah, it's tough to sometimes it's tough to find those moments where at least for me where I'm not sitting and enjoying you know this movie or something where my mind isn't like okay so after this yeah I no gotta go. I can't do it. Do you know I what though? Not. Do you know when I would have the worst anxiety? Is just sitting alone with nothing to do, and then everything just comes flooding in. That's when, uh, yeah. That's when you cut. Kind of, that's why you. Sometimes you really need a couple of days to like. It's almost like, here we go. Here's how about this term? It's almost like an. Inf, it's almost like an information detox, a data detox, where you need a couple of days to like ah. I, I'm having withdrawal. I'm just, I have, I have to slow, like change gears, you know, and then yeah. I ah. stopped last year. I stopped taking my laptop with me when I travel. Yeah. Nice. Just, oh, I can't that's do that. That's an interesting one. That's the way yeah. to go about it. I just, I take, what about if, it's, pornography? If, it's, if it's desperate, if it's, if I need to, I can. HTML5, buddy. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't need pornography. It's all up here, buddy. It's mental, mental. Wow. But, uh, you know, I have the phone. If I, if I need to get in touch with someone via email or something, I can use the phone. Yeah, and the, another thing about that is not checking email for a day or something. Like, you could put an auto response. It's like, I'm unavailable today. Yeah. You know, I'll get back to you tomorrow as soon as I can. If something's a big deal, they can call, you know. But it's feeling out of touch almost feels so foreign to everybody now that you don't, you don't know what to do with yourself. And it's good. I've been trying Saturdays and Sundays to actually, like, not not interact with any business people that are sort of on a Monday through Friday schedule. Well, it's important yeah. to get out of your house and taking it to the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cash's favorite song. Is it really? He has a segment called Taking It to the Tweets. That's he sings the Michael <laughs> McDonald thing Great. forever. But, TJ, um, do you... You know, as a guy that's like you work on a lot of stuff and you're always kind of got some kind of going on. Do you is it is that a scary feeling uh, career wise for you to like like miss a day or two of email? I'm trying to understand that because it's not about that, that the fear is irrational and and then also that it's okay. You know, I think for a long time I felt a duty to do stand-up every night, not only because it was a compulsion, I loved doing it, but also because I felt like that was sort of, you know, just like a soldier in training. You can't kind of skip out on any aspect of basic training. You wouldn't be able to be like, I'm going to take a couple of days off because I had a bad show. You know, that Jerry Seinfeld thing of like the construction. They, they go, he goes right back to work. Yeah, you go yeah. right, you have a shitty day, you go right back to work. And it's taken me a while to understand that now I've worked so hard for what to keep to stay in that I have to evolve somehow. And part of that is saying, okay, I worked that hard for nine years to not have to do a show every night of the week, to be able to do just two shows in a week and still have it be okay. And maybe even better because I spent more time preparing for that set. Well, there are, there are, there also are diminishing returns where it's like, I forced myself to do this thing, and I was really not mentally there for it. Yeah. And so, is it? Is it? Are you? Are you doing more damage than good by just doing it? Just to, I don't know. I mean, I think I think a young comic should get up as much as possible for sure. Right, but at a certain point, I mean, I'm all about quantity over quality. I like leave them wanting less, but I, <laughs> you know, and so I do a lot of stuff. I just sort of. I try, I try and be prolific about, you know, everything that I do. 
and uh, and hopefully it's you know the stuff that I release is good enough that people are still excited about it or it's free. And so if you don't like it, then fuck off. You you know you didn't pay for it. It's nothing. Doesn't hurt my feelings. But yeah, I mean, I I think you know I I worry about that sometimes. You know, oh, am I missing an opportunity? But then you have to sort of check yourself and be like, it's okay. It's okay to miss an opportunity because everything doesn't have. You don't need everything because there's no you, there's no finish line. You don't win anything. Yeah. And so I I also think you know I, I try to remind myself, and I've been reminding myself lately that this isn't at all about me. Like I had a weird experience. Um where a girl came up after a show, like a young girl who had, had a bunch of her friends in the car. She came up and was like, can I have your autograph? And I remember walking away from that being like, that is so weird. What a shift in reality. Is that going to happen more? What will I feel like when that isn't happening? All this stuff. And then I had to remind myself, like, what? who gives a shit? This doesn't have anything to do with me. And I, I'm focusing on how it affects me. And it doesn't have anything. The point of all of this is that I she's excited enough about the comedy that I'm doing to come and say like I'd like to just meet you and get your autograph because I like what you're doing so much and that's the point of it. So well, I, you're a fan of stuff though. Like you're that? you're a fan of some of stuff. Yeah, but I don't. I had the craziest experience. I I I did a table read for a play, a musical that Steve Martin is writing. And so I was in the room with Steve Martin, and he's my all-time icon. Yeah, me too. I don't think I would have done well. Unbelievable. And I didn't do as well as I could. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I went back down, and my agent was like, how was it? And I was like, great. And she's like, did you get a picture? And I was like, no, because I'm too... I don't know. I, I would can't. Never... Some of those people you can't. Yeah, yeah. but it, even... But it's also it was, a work, it was a work situation. Yeah, but even... I don't think he would have... Nobody asked, but I don't, I don't even think he would have been adverse to it. I just, as a fan of something, I kind of want to meet somebody and, and talk to them, and that's it, you know? And I don't know. It's a weird, it is a weird thing to me, and an autograph is different, but an autograph and also, more importantly... A picture. It's always weird to me that a person wants to take a picture of something. Although, something for practical living in the modern age, if you don't want to throw something away because it has sentimental value, take a picture of it. Sure. Let it take up that digital space. It's going to remind you the same way. It's not yeah. the tactility of it that's making you well, remember those sentiments. What a fool believes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I do the same thing, too. Like, I, I, was, I was at a, a radio. I was doing morning radio in... Um, for Tacoma when I was over Seattle for Tacoma shows last weekend and uh, Kenny G was in the studio and I was like I gotta take a picture with Kenny like I need this moment preser- did you do it ironically I did not cause he was really nice and very funny yeah I I, I don't know I, it is it's, it's a weird sultan thing. of the soprano saxophone all I'm saying TJ Circular is that breathing. you're someone's Kenny G I hope so, I hope, so. I hope somebody listens to my voice like is the smoothest comedy Smooth. jazz that's ever come out of a man's mouth. Just look at the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. We do. Can so what? So on? what's your ultimate solution now? Because you you <laughs> I are. Think he uh, has an ultimate solution. What's what is your unified field theory? <laughs> My unified field theory is to think about thinking, and then also to to continue to sort of, you know, pursue that acceptance of the absurdity of all of it. Mm-hmm. And to be okay with that. And then to sort of 
you know, continue to to strive for an altruistic, you know, outcome to your life, and and that the, the things are productive for the greater good of other people rather than yourself. So yeah, I think to just strive to be less and less selfish in a society that pushes selfishness in your face, and how would you, that's how you should be every single day. Yep. But I, you know, I it's it, and and that it's I don't know that it's okay. I just think not enough people understand that that it's fine. It's it's okay. It's okay if you didn't do it right or you. Too many people are judging themselves too much. I don't know where that really comes from. Uh, judging think, and comparing themselves to other people. Yeah, and I well, think the judgment I think comes from morality had to be instilled by you know religious institutions for so long because that was the only way. You know, they say like judge yourself. You shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't be having sex with lots of people and you shouldn't be masturbating all the time because those were just thought to be things that were bad and that was how they kept everybody in line. Now there's that sort of an antiquated system. But, you know, so, so we, too many people judge themselves so much. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very hard on myself. I'm very quick to kind of be like, that was not... Sometimes I'll be hard on myself for doing something well and not being happy enough about it. How weird is that? Well, yeah. yeah, it's the uh oh, yeah. It's the it's sort of the guilt about the guilt about like it, it starts yeah. to get real. It just like stacks on uh it just stacks on top of each other. Yeah, my girlfriend Cheryl said to me she goes you know, cuz sometimes I I'll be pretty serious talking about comedy stuff and she's like, "Guy, you take yourself so seriously and all you talk about is how no one should take themselves seriously." And I'm like, "I know, isn't it absurd?" <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Is right. I realize how ridiculous it is that I'm so serious about how no one should take anything seriously. That actually proves my point. Well, you just, yes. you know, everyone, we all have patterns for how we process information. And mm. sometimes it's more about, I think, the, I think it's more about our process than it is really about the thing that we're obsessing over. It's just, you know... If I weren't obsessing over this, it would probably be something else because that's just the the way that we process information. That's the way that we've learned and the way that we've chosen to. And so a lot of times it's I, people do it without realizing it. But I think ultimately a lot of it is a choice. It's like we just figured out this is how I should process, process information. And it's, you know the overanalyzing and doing this and then the part where we beat ourselves up and then this, but it's just a pattern. Like they're just patterns. We're basically their habits. We're, we're, yes, we're, we're machines of repeating patterns and shortcuts. We are, you know, we, right, we try to find shortcuts. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think, I think a lot of times the shortcuts and the patterns that we set up, we just forget that we can actually kind of go in and reprogram some of those. And that's the, that's the part where you you're like, oh yeah, I guess I don't really have to, I don't really have to feel that way, or I get maybe I don't really feel that way anymore. I just didn't really stop to think about it. I was just sort of, uh, I, I was just like, all the switches were on auto. Right, I'm just used to feeling that way. Yeah. I also think, uh, you know, evolution is much more interesting than stagnation always, and it's much more challenging. And I think that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. And so that's another thing I think is important is you know make yourself feel uncomfortable by changing things or trying to do things that are completely different there's so many books about how to not be bored like to do like 100 fun tips for this or 100 things to be happy or whatever 
And I think more than being bored, it's like, how do you improve? How do you try and improve yourself? You'll be less bored if you spend the time that you think, well, I should do something. What, what should I do? I'm so bored. It's like, well, then try, you know, saying something nice to every single person that you work with on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Well, you also can have a purpose. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, just step on their them. foot just or just be like, them you're as ugly as your own butt. Well, that'll yes. make the other days that My much more valuable. I told you that on Monday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes... Wait, oh, I'm sorry. You're great. Sometimes yeah. it's important. <laughs> I think sometimes you can, you know, like having a having a point or a purpose... I think can also fight a lot of that. So in other words, you know, if you say in a day, well, my purpose today is that I, whatever I do today, I just want it to be fun. Or I just want my purpose today is to make other people feel good. Like even just giving yourself a little bit of direction will inform a lot of what you do because you're, you're basically operating within a, within a little bit of a plan and a, and a direction. What about your special purpose? I have a special purpose. I, I feel like, yeah, I agree with that. And it's interesting that you compartmentalize it into a day, like your purpose for each day. And I'm always thinking, you know, and I want to think more like that a little bit and balance that with my thing, which is I'm always trying to look at the grander purpose of everything and what does this mean? I almost think big picture too much. Sure. And don't pay attention to the little pictures, you know, which are tiny pornographic <laughs> uh, Polaroids that I carry with me since I don't have my laptop sure. on the yeah, road. The exactly. little pictures are good. The little teeny tiny pics. It's like yeah, it's, it's like those tiny It's like those focus those gradient pictures where teeny it's someone's teeny tiny pits. It's someone's face, but then when you zoom in, it's made up of thousands of their faces. Little compartments of their tiny faces. By the way, I'm not saying that I do do that in a day. That's just something that someone could do. No, I think so, and I, I also think. You know, you should be thinking because so many people. Are, what is my purpose? What's the what is my meaning? And you know, my whole thing is that it's that you you make your own meaning because it's meaningless, and that it's okay for that meaning to be anything. If that's to be the best UPS worker, I was talking with the uh, the the this friend of mine that works at reception in the building where I live, and you know, she's just really good at what she does. She's really really good at it. And that gives her a lot of purpose. And we were talking about that. It's like it can be that you're always prompt to every meeting and, and you're or you're the best when you stock stuff at Walgreens, you're the best at it and you're the quickest to notice when somebody needs help. It can usually have you guys seen that uh, documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a fucking great that's it's a, a great, great documentary. Example, yeah. I was in Japan for New Year's and I ate no. at his son's restaurant. Oh, the other yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, people say is just as good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But, the, you know, most people can find a lot of meaning in their work if they're just open to, to sort of glorifying it. Like, you should be glorifying what you do, not spending all your time saying, my job sucks. I, I did what I do. What am I doing? What's, it, what's the good of any of it? It's tough. A lot of people are stuck in that habit or that uh, the momentum is in that direction. It's hard to reverse that. But yeah. people should spend more time trying to to do that. And because everybody has a sort of a place, everybody's contributing unless you're not contributing, <laughs> in which case, <laughs> fuck you, because the rest of us are. Well, but the non-contributors shine the light on the people who are actually contributing and it makes us appreciate them more. Their, their contribution, contribution so is non-contribution. Yeah. Non-tribution. See, guys, that's why I'm here. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Matt, you're still here. For the non-tribution. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Oh, you see him too? Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's tough though, man. I mean, it's really, especially the more you think about stuff, the less answers there are and the more you can pinpoint things that you should be improving upon. And that's when the anxiety swirls around you and you get to a point where you're like, I can't, I almost think sometimes one of the reasons I'm, you know, successful in, in my eyes is because I'm pretty quick to say, that was a successful thing. That went well today. I kind of I do well in auditions because it's not about getting the part at all. That's not even a part of it. It's just like, can I go in and make those people laugh in that room? Will that performance be fun for me? Can I walk out of the audition feeling happy? And I either walk out of the audition feeling happy, or if I'm unhappy with the audition, I walk out. I'm like, you know what? That's that's pretty good. It's, I did the best I could. Well, that's a smart that's a smart approach <laughs> yeah. to as opposed to how can I get this job? How can I have fun? Is a slightly different but more effective like that's just that's creating a good dialogue with your brain or that's creating effective goals yeah as opposed to needy goals which I can fucking destroy you which I've got those two primarily oh, yeah, 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 Reese's peanut butter cups mm. Mm. get at it you know uh, I think I think anxiety I think some I think anxiety is a little bit like uh, a like a blue screen or like a computer crash where you, cause you, have you ever had, have you ever gotten anxious where you're just, you're really deep in thought and you're thinking about something, you're thinking about something and all of a sudden you're just like, oh fuck, I feel it. Like I almost think it's your brain trying to pull you out of that and go, focus on this. Like it, you're, you're, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like a trap door or something that gets you from over exhausting your energy. Right. Yeah. It might even be your brain saying like, let's put a fear response or something physical, a physical manifestation of this because we can't handle this much activity. You can't. As a person who, you know, my mind started bleeding from different types of overactivity and like physical things within, you know, how, how I was behaving and how those affected my mind physically. I think a lot more every day about your brain and about how you need to sleep a certain amount, not because, you know, this I'll sleep when you're dead thing. It's like you'll be dead a lot sooner because you're not doing maintenance. Also not sleeping. It's also not sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping you can wake up from. You don't know what's going to happen. No, I I know. You always know? (laughs) No. No, I don't. But I'm pretty flexible about stuff. Like, I'm rigid about some things, but other things I'm like, well, I, you know, you can't do anything about How that. How much do you sleep a night? Oh, f- five to six hours. You know, you don't need, people could survive on it. I, I sort of medically have to get eight hours, well, it's 16 hours in every 48. And, uh, you know, it's it certainly has made me, I feel better now than I did before, but I didn't feel that bad before when I was sleeping about four to seven hours a night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there are. So I think. I think around six hours is my number. Like if I can sleep six hours straight through, I f- I feel pretty good. Yeah. When I wake up, if I sleep, you know, eight, and I'll wake up a little groggy, and any more than that, I'm just just this is like the weird sleep hangover. Like yeah. you've slept too much. Yeah, and I'm definitely also sleeping less as I get older. I can see how that's going to become more and more of a a problem. But I, I you know, it's to sleep is as important as it is to engage in that hours worth of reading yeah. or turn on a movie that, you know, you've seen before, whatever. It's just quieting your mind. Yes. Yeah. 
let's go into kind of a Zen place because of, you know, Yoga. it takes you to a place where you're just kind of centered and you know, you know what it is. Yeah. You know what the moment is and, and I you have know how to, it feels. I have to read till I cannot keep my eyes open. Oh, wow. That's why I should, that's the why I feel like of putting the book away make you wake you up again. It's just it's a it's a it's a little Kindle that has the backlight, so, so I just, just slide, I just slide it. I just slide that's why I feel like morning. I feel like I should do yoga instead of just, if I just sit and try to meditate, I could go crazy. Everybody, but yoga at least gives you physical things to do to distract part of your brain while you uh, sort of let go of the. I want to do sensory deprivation. I would go that. fucking. I want to do that. It's great. I would yeah. go crazy. No, it's great. I would not like that. You because after a while your mind slows down because you're not. It's not working at the same rate. But everybody mm -hmm. in Los Angeles now the new sort of weird L.A. thing to do is guided meditation and transcendental meditation. Uh, which uh, David Lynch has a whole place uh, like that. David Lynch is all about it. But like you know, That's Whitney so Cummings and Hello. Pete Holmes and all these people are really say it is like life saving the most important thing that they do but I've in da it. but, it, but in david lynch's work, meditation out. it like turns out, out that you're watching yourself murder someone as someone else yeah exactly and so it gets weird just murder the girl <laughs> stop thinking about it already stop thinking about it hello i don't know so transcendental meditation i don't know would you guys do that i would try it i've tried you tried I've, it i've tried i have like 8 books on meditation Wow. I've, tried, I've tried to shut my brain down, and I just. Cannot. But guided meditation—that's the. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing where. I'm yeah, you know, like I got spin way, class for your mind. Yeah. yeah, you know what I got really into is like uh, meditation sounds, like this. Uh, there's a series of uh, CDs Ooh. called the Binaural Institute. Oh yeah, and, and they it, have like pulses at different frequencies, frequencies, and then yeah. like just like you know, kind of stuff, and I fucking just, if I fucking love it. I like I go in a dark room, put the headphones in, I'll tell and you, I just lay down, and I feel like I fucking wake The Paziz, I, I have an great. app called Paziz, not uh, Pisces. No, I thought you also were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Paziz Pansari. Mm. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Pizzazz Ansari. <laughs> uh, uh, it's P Z I Z Z, and it basically is an app that does these twenty-minute naps, and it walks you through, and it's totally refreshing. Oh, that sounds great. Like twenty minutes is like it. Ju uh, it just takes you to the right. Moment, right moment, and then when you wake up, you've totally, you're completely refreshed. Perfect. It's 20, I'll have to get twenty minutes. Pizzies, P Z I Z Z, and they're fucking great. And it does that binaural, like, like yeah. it does a little bit of that thing. And then this guy's walking you through. Joe and I are both downloading that right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> we're both like we immediately. Because what's great yeah, about a twenty minute really nap is that you could just be at your desk and shut your door and sh shut your eyes, and it's great. But when I wake up with a boner, is it gonna be weird? No, man, you got to spank that shit out. You know what I'm saying? And take her to two. <laughs> you know you got to spank, spank that shit. I like the idea of spanking ejaculate out of your penis. Yeah. Like, get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Out, 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 out. Get and, out of me. Yeah. And stay out. Spit it out. Spit it out. I'm not getting anything here. What is it called again? Pizzies. Spit it. P-Z-I-Z-Z. P-Z-I-Z-Z. Pizzies. Pizzies. It sounds like Pizzies. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Pizzies. Don't even try. My phone just shut down. Uh, oh. My phone was shutting down earlier also. That's another thing I think is tough. Do you guys think cell phones make us in general? Infertile? Yes. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think that they help or are they hurting? Well, it's they're they're neutral. It's how do you use it? Uh, I, I don't know, because the, the, the days or hours that I forget my phone in the office and I'm, like, down on another floor doing something else, it, it's just so it's great. 
It's great. It's great. There's, a, there's a thing that, you know, one time a friend was coming to pick me up, and so I just went downstairs in front of my apartment at the time, and I was just waiting. And I realized I, like, I'd lost, I had uh, forgotten my phone back upstairs, but I didn't want to, like, run up and get it. I just wanted to go and get lunch. And so I'm waiting there, and then I realized, like, oh, I forgot how to just be here and think my own thoughts and, and look around and without going, like, it's like, oh, I'm waiting. Well, go. And you just put your fucking nose in your phone, and you're just there until they... They honk their horn and you're with them and you're interacting again. But like, it was just like, I forgot how to wait. I forgot how to just wait. I'm so quick to look at my phone when I'm at the urinal. Yeah. Yes. Like recently, I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Is this being so just boring? Look ahead of me. Right? Yeah. yeah. This used to be fine. It used to be great. Yeah. It used to be enough. Because you need to be distracted from your own thoughts. I, 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 I occasionally, like, I try to when I remember to do it. If uh, Kiki and I are going out to dinner, I will leave my phone in the car. How do you think the singularity is going to help this? Uh, you know, I think right now we all have little robots that we carry with us and we're attached to them and we feel weird when they're not with us. And that's already happened. But what and, about the phones? Yeah. <laughs> get out of town. Uh, get over here. Now I got to tickle your little robot. Uh, <laughs> he sounds like a gremlin. Uh, I bet he's good at singing Michael McDonald songs. Uh, I, I think that for once, uh, correction, TJ. It sounds like a mugwai. Uh, yeah. Curb for men to not Busted. eat food after yeah. twelve. I, love, I like that nerd bus. For men to not eat food after I think you mean this fake thing. I think you mean this fake thing. That's that no argument. Not one bit of credit for singing the mugwai rules in Michael McDonald's voice, you guys. Yeah, no, the kids at home got it. Okay, no. the kids, all the Mugwai fans. You know, if you like, did, everyone yeah, would tweet yeah, you going, "No one noticed it, but it was the best part of the podcast." Yeah, but now you tried to own it, and tweet. you forced people into it. Now you know, it's weird. Those are my favorite tweets, Matt. You didn't get enough for such and such a thing that you said. I like those tweets, and now we've ruined it. I think the singularity. You said it. Who <laughs> <laughs> thought T.J. Miller would get us back on track? Will you say comfort <laughs> me to uh, anyone who approaches? It is. It's the most fun voice to sing in, right? It's, I, I totally agree. Then in Mike Tython. Mike Tython? It's not. Eddie Vedder? Uh, I think that, you know, once technology is integrated into our biology... Sometimes I try to practice my T.J. Miller impersonation, but I can't, it? It. I can't get it. I can't get it. You're not, not, you're not doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks what for is, the backup. You know, <laughs> the T.J. Miller impersonation is just doing Pete Holmes. Yep. Ah! <laughs> yeah! 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 What? Who does this? Yeah. What? What happened? Okay, now you guys are drifting into Louis Anderson. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I've been doing that all my life. I've been drifting into Louis Anderson my whole life. Drifting into Louis Anderson. Uh, uh, I I think that it. uh, You know, I think. Remember when Burt Reynolds used to drift into Lonnie Anderson? Regulate all the thinking and all that kind of stuff. Well, this might be hard to believe, but we're at an hour ten. Wow. And it just flew by. It did, did fly it by, but it was fun. We were in the singularity together. Fun. We heard the Michael McDonald Mugwai rules. Break it down. We <laughs> invented the pop and lock move called the uh, ABS. ABS. You know, we all have little Basement robots. trance. Basement trance dance. We learned about a new app that helps you nap. Yep. Yeah. Nap, nap. A nap application. There's a nap for that. Yeah. What is it? It's a, no, it's a nap. You yeah. just take a nap. Tired? There's a nap for that. It's yeah. 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, depressed? There's a nap for that. It's 16 hours not leaving your room, and whenever anybody knocks on it, say, it isn't worth opening the door. Yeah! 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 
Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> Laser. To any burrito. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's always fun to not be as funny as I am thoughtful. Thank sure you, DJ Miller. It. Not a lot. That's how I feel every time I do someone else. I was like, I think I just was serious. Got a yeah, lot of storms know. raging inside. All right. He's not going to go. stop. He's not going to stop. Everybody. <laughs> See you in San Francisco. Chris. I can keep this going for six more minutes. Very nice to see you, TJ. Bye, Chris. Bye, Jonah Graves. See you, Matt Myra. There goes Kyle Clark with his backpack. If I leave, then you're just going to be alone in here singing. Kyle gets his voice on the podcast <laughs> after all. You cut it. <laughs> gonna cut it from the podcast. Podcast bleeping or nah, nah. It's a podcast bleeping Saturday night. It's a podcast. I'm truly alone. Very alone now. You could have turned this part off. Everybody's gone. No, everybody's gone. Can't stop. Somebody help me. I'm having a Michael Mick panic attack. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by LegalZoom.com. Whatever your legal document needs, LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks, and more, they've got it. Over 12 years and 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom. Start your business or protect your family today at LegalZoom.com using the offer code NERDIST. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.